Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening and watching over WING 1300 and WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey, through the Verizon Network. You can follow WING 1300 on Facebook and Twitter. You can also send me an email directly at Trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook as well, Trenton365show. So, lots of information to get to you tonight in uh, these two segments, but I've got an old friend. Um, I've got Anthony Gilmer, who is the senior pastor, and we're going to talk about Transformation Church. But I met Anthony when he was, when I was serving on the board at Central, which is now called Central Christ-Centered Church. We were looking for an associate pastor of sorts, and uh, Anthony's resume came across the board. And um, one of the powerful comments that I had uh, during the board was, um, at the time, the church and the leadership was very uh, homogeneous. Um, it, was a, it was a rather diverse congregation, but it was very homogeneous. It was mainly Caucasian. And um, one of the things that I mentioned uh, to the leadership was, okay, if we're looking to transition and have a person of color to start to lead this congregation, it's fine to do it up front. But the conversations are the conversations that you need to have at home and within your families about what this looks like. And I remember... Uh, Shortly thereafter, having some conversations with some of the other leaders at the church and, and seeing how, and I'm going to be blatant and say, see how God moved in the hearts of plenty of people, not only in the leadership, but also in the congregation as well. And we had welcomed Pastor Anthony in with open arms. And, and when, you, when you get a chance to meet him, you understand why. Um, you know, he's a dynamic man, family man. Um, And I'm trying to say it in the most humble way. A lot of the characteristics that you would expect, especially from someone like who's my age, who I can look at and say, "Hey, look, you know, this is a man who looks like me, etc." And and to and to know those characteristics of you as a person. So I'm glad to finally get you here into the studio. And some of you may recognize him from photographs when you see them. Um, when Bethany Presbyterian Church started. The Bethany House of Hospitality through Urban Mission Cabinet Inc. Anthony was one of the one of the other partnering congregations that came with a group of people to help clean out the manse that is now five years deep, an intentional community where we have young adults coming from all over the country to serve in Trent, New Jersey in various capacities and to learn and develop their spiritual growth. Um, and I know it was a bit long-winded. Uh, my listening audience is not used to me doing that, but I do want to say welcome to the program, Anthony, and I really appreciate everything that you have been doing, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you're doing with the Trans Transformation Church. Well, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real privilege to be able to just share what I think God is doing in the city and through uh, Transformation Church as well as Central, so it's great. Mm -hmm. Now, so l l for the folks who don't know, um, so it was originally called Central Baptist Church. Correct. It's located across the street from the College of New Jersey, and it was there when the College of New Jersey was Trenton State College. That's it's right. been there for many years. Uh, it had its start in Trenton. And then moved to the suburbs of Ewing. Um, as a young adult, that's where I attended. Um, I remember riding by all the time and seeing the signage out front on Pennington Road. And one day I literally, as a teenager, just drove my car in and said, hey, I want to talk to somebody. 
And uh, that was really my first true introduction, one-on-one. I mean, you go through those things with your yeah. parents and so forth, but that was my first introduction um, with, uh, you know, seeking out spirituality on my own. And for a long time, Central was, was my faith home. Um, and um, my wife and, and daughter, we decided that we would transition to worship in Trenton at a smaller congregation because we felt as though we could be more impact impactful on the community by doing that. And Central was and always will be one of those locations that helped to develop the foundation for our spirituality and our spiritual growth. So thank you to everyone, uh, all the pastors, Pastor Gay, uh, Pastor Harmon before him, Pastor Allen, etc., and all the wonderful people there. But since you've come to Central... Yes. And um, you were very active from the beginning, jumped right in, small groups, leadership, education. It was, it was very much a very specific plan that you were working towards. Um, so let's, let's just talk a little bit about the process quickly, because I, I want to make sure we get to a lot of information, sure. um, about you coming to New Jersey, coming to Central, yes. and what that's looked like over the, over the last five or six years. Yeah, I tell you. Coming to Central was a great experience for um, for myself and my family as well. I had two young, you know, young kids um, during that time, and I was actually commuting from Delaware the first uh, year and a half, just just commuting back and forth. And then I realized that I needed to really be a part of the community, uh, really to be a part of that uh, of the community of of Ewing and Trenton and Pennington. In essence, Central is made up of people that really, they're in about a, 30, about a 25, 30 minute radius uh, around Ewing. So we decided to move to this area. We actually moved into Yardley and I worked as the pastor of spiritual development and I realized that one of the things that the church needed to begin to transition is in is not just meeting on Sundays, but it was important that we met throughout the week and we got to meet each other and have uh, more deeper relationships. So it, it's great to, to come and do church, but you know, my goal was to help people to understand that we need to be the church and to, to be the, uh, the a part of the community so that we can see the change that we pray for, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And um, so, and, and how many years ago was that? That was about... 11 years ago. 11? Yeah, it's been 11 years now. Wow. So, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> and I'm talking about five, six. Yeah, no, Folks, it's, that, that it's, just goes to show how fast <laughs> things can, yeah, can, can it, truly it happen. About 11 years ago. So, so the 11 years that you've been here yeah. and, and ministering and, and worshiping, um, what has that felt like? Again, yeah. I, because I, I've seen you come to this, this right. area with your family, mm -hmm. and, and now you're in a position, and we'll get into this, where you're in a position where you're, you're planting a new church, and this church is thriving. So not yeah. only have you come and, and settled, but now you're actually thriving. It's been an, a, an extraordinary experience, and it's, it's interesting that you started out talking about Central, because Central, the name itself, came from their, loca lo their location. They were located in the center of Trenton, and then they moved in 1957 out into uh, the area that we know is now across the street from the College of New Jersey. And now they saw that as I was doing ministry in Ewing and in the area, I began to connect with a lot of the young people in the city 
Central is a church that still does a lot of community service in the city, whether it be uh, doing a Christmas store or maybe having a free market where they provide things for people in the community. And one of the things that we started to realize is that we would go into the city and we would sort of, you know, give things to people, which were great. They were happy about those things, but then they would go back to their communities and Ewing. And as you all you know, it's a big difference between living downtown Trenton and living maybe in Pennington in those areas about 15, 20 minutes dis distance apart. So we wanted to really do something beyond that. And that required us to have more of a grassroots um, uh, impact in the community. And that's where the Lord was just calling me uh, to go beyond from where I was at and actually be the church that we were called to be. So I moved into Trenton, and um, and I'm excited about what God is doing um, with me and even my block in my own community. And so now when we go in to provide a community service project, uh, we're there sort of we call it boots on the ground, where we'll be able to talk to people and kind of help them along in their life, you know, not just giving them something to eat, uh, which we think that is very important, but it's great to teach a person how to do do other things, you know, so that they can feed themselves, their own family, and uh, and really just walk with people, mm -hmm. you know. You know, uh, I, I think the, what you were describing is what I like to share is the welfare mentality, and the welfare mentality isn't on, it's on both sides. It's um, the, the individuals who may take advantage of someone doing something for them, but it's also for the people who feel, let me go help those people there. They're fine where they are, and then I can come back home to wherever I am, but I'll help them there and I'll do whatever I need. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I know that there's this growing movement of more and more people, and I meet them every day who have a different mindset about what it means to be actively involved in the community. Right. And it's more along the lines of what you're talking about yeah. with your ministry, meaning, yeah. hey, we're not just going to come in and do this. We are going to do major change and to steal something from you. Yeah. We're going to make a transformational change. That's right. That's right. It's interesting. The people who are now part of the, the church have moved into the city. Um, I can think of at least three couples that have now purchased homes in the city. One, for example, is a young couple uh, that both of them graduated from MIT, but they moved right on Center Street because they wanted to be a part of the transformation of the city. And they're uh, 24 years old. So somebody who is a young couple, they just recently had a young child, but they're now over our young, uh, uh, young student ministries with the middle school. So they have a bunch of girls come over and, and guys come over uh, uh, on one day of a week and they just fellowship with them, talk to them, encourage them. And it's just great to see people are willing to just sort of roll up their sleeves and be a part of the community, be a part of the transformation uh, that we want to see happen. So, mm -hmm. so. Now, now, oftentimes people will say, well, man, Trenton's got a bunch of churches and mm -hmm. um, these congregations are leaving and, and a lot of the Catholic churches are leaving and the Presbyterian churches are leaving. Um, why a new church? Yeah. That's a good question, and I really think that churches, and I'll, I'll say this, I think that we're a part of the battlefield. You know, we become a part of this um, this transformation, and we're, we're now being a part of that movement. 
I do think that there's churches in the city have done some great work and are still doing some great work. Mm -hmm. We want to partner with those churches. We don't want to, you know, compete. I think we're all on the same team. And the more we can do together, I think people will sense that there's a sense of unity here in how we do ministry. Um, and so when we came into the city, we said, you know what, what we want to do is, is to kind of break down the walls of tradition. We want to have church in a YMCA. And so we've had church in the YMCA for the past year. And we're finding that people are, are much more open to come to a place like a YMCA and actually, you know, enjoy a service and actually come and, and just, um, you know, hear a word, fellowship, kind of gather a little bit. And, you know, it was just interesting to see people's response to that. I do think that we need to focus on a lot of the young adults, too, because that's the next generation that is going to come in. And I, and I want to move beyond just giving these young adults tasks to give them authority and then walk with them. A lot of them are looking for mentorship. Um, we have a, uh, an average of about 18 to 20 men that were at my house every week. Um, you know, from a small group perspective, we would study the Bible together, but more, more important, I'd meet with them to have lunch with them, come on over for breakfast and come and watch TV on a Friday night, gave them something positive to do. So, so it's really about not doing church. It's really about being the church. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and Anthony, can you share the contact information for a Transformation Church? Absolutely. Um, we're actually located at 431 Pennington Road, which is the YMC there. And our website is transformationchurchnj.org. That's transformationchurchnj.org for newjersey.org. So, and you can get a lot of information about uh, when we meet, anything, all of our small groups that we offer to. So it's, um, it's a good place to get connected. Mm -hmm. Folks, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. My guest in the first segment is Senior Pastor Anthony Gilmer. And we're going to be talking about the Transformation Church, which is about a year old, or just a year old. We're going to be talking about more about the ministry itself. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back in a moment. In And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also go to the website, trenton365.com. In the studio with me is Pastor Anthony Gilmer, and he is with a one-year-old church called the Transformation Church. And um, I've known Anthony for several years. Um, he was a pastor at Central Christ Center Church, which is on Pennington Road in Ewing Township. But a new church was planted outside of that church congregation. He's going to talk about the other partnering organization. And they currently meet at the Trenton YMCA on Pennington Road. You can reach out to him via email at a gilmer G-I-L-M-E-R, at transformationchurchnj.org. And the website is transformationchurchnj.org. So, uh, Anthony, we were talking on the, on the break a little bit. And, um, and actually, I'm going to go back to something we were chatting about sure. in, in, before we came on the air. And it was about the number of churches that are in Trenton. And you made it clear that there's, there's some churches that are still doing some amazing things. Um, but I, I think that where we are now as people, there needs to be some uh, options. Like uh, maybe the younger group may not want to sit through a traditional service and, and conform to that, but yet and still they feel that they're led and called to be involved in the congregation. Yeah. So just share a little bit about what Transformation Church is doing. Yeah, so I think it's important that we do have a number of churches in the city. 
Um, our goal is not to fill the Sun Center, for example, <laughs> to have a church. We do think that uh, churches at a certain level, um, it makes it more difficult when you have a certain number of people to be able to minister to them effectively because then you have to begin to organize and plan, making sure that everyone's kept. So, so we like the idea that people are coming, but as we come, we strategically are trying to stay small. And we do that through our life groups. And that's why we tell everybody, if you're looking to become uh, a part of this movement, you need to be willing to, to be in a smaller group of people to grow and connect. Uh, one of the things that we do not want to do, which some churches feel that that's important, is, is to start another nonprofit organization that's going to do things in the community. I just think that there's so many great nonprofit organizations that could use our support. So we believe that we need to go into our uh, local nonprofit organizations and just help them out versus necessarily starting that. You know, our focus is to is to be that church and not necessarily uh, start a bunch of nonprofit organizations as a part of that, but actually go to uh, your little neighborhood little league football or basketball team and actually be a part of it as a coach be that coach we want them to do that we're not going to start our own basketball league we say no go and tell your son to go to this basketball league and be a part of it and that's where we'll start to see change takes place there's a number of organizations and sports and things going on in the city we want to partner with them like we did with the YMCA, where we helped them with their Healthy Kids Day. We said, whatever you need us to do, we'll come help set up, do whatever we need to do to make sure that that particular event went well. Um, they wanted to do a basketball program. We had a summer basketball program where they, they invited the kids in the community. And we spent time really enjoying um, just playing basketball, organized sports through the summertime. So whatever we can do to kind of partner with these other organizations or wherever you work. I tell people, if you're a school teacher, be the best school teacher you can be and encourage other people to, you know, to do the same. So mm -hmm. it's not about us separating ourselves from society, but we believe that God has brought us to be a part of society to change it from within. Mm -hmm. and, and that's an interesting model. Is that more of a movement or is that something that, that you feel on, on a local level that you and the other leadership has just been felt to do ministry that way? Yeah. You know, it, it, it sounds strange, but I think this is the same movement that started 2,000 years ago. When, when, I real, when I look at the scriptures in Acts chapter 2, it talks about them breaking bread, fellowshipping to, with one another, sharing with one another. They, this was not a superficial relationship, but they had deep relationships with, with one another, and they cared about um, what was going on in their community. And we believe that that movement is still moving through our church and through the people that go to our church. So we want to continue that movement and we just want to see what God's going to do and so far he is he's adding to our number and we're continually sending people out so it's not about the facility it's about going back into your community and being the change that you want to see in your in your city mm -hmm. yeah. um, shortly after I had, uh, transitioned from Central to Westminster Presbyterian Church mm -hmm. with my family um, that was something that we started to notice uh, on a national level was that the younger um, people who one if they were seeking church if the, if they were seeking church um, they weren't looking for the big beautiful buildings and right. set high on the hill in the middle of nowhere they wanted more of a of a, a, a 
more of what you're describing. And is that what you found as well? I have found that. And I also have found that there was a season where people were really attracted to the mega ministry. And I think they recognized that there's something sometimes lacking in that mega field where you miss community. Um, you miss real discipleship, mentorship. You know, those are things that sometimes you don't find in those bigger mega mega churches. Not that I say that anything is necessarily wrong with them, because some of them have been able to still get small and stay small on a, with small groups and that type of thing. But it's just easier if you were to come to a YMCA and they say, you know what, somebody's going to ask me, hey, where do you live? What's your name? And it's great to say, I live right around the block. You know, let's get together for lunch or let's play some basketball and then begin to walk with these people to help them become better, better students, better parents, you know, just in, in general, better people based on what we understand the Bible teaches. And that that's just the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ transforming us to reflect his kingdom. And that's a kingdom of love and joy. And, you know, he wants to see us prog progress to be who he's purposed us to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, um, so Central, and um, you're going to tell me about the other church that came yeah. together yeah. to start Transformation yes. Church. Can you share some details Absolutely. about that? Absolutely. Um, you know, God works in very mysterious ways because there was a young man by the name of Antonio Bellamy. He is a Trenton native, and he's lived his whole life here in uh, the city of Trenton, and he was going to Stonehill uh, Church of Princeton, and he was just, he enjoyed studying the word there. But the context was very different, obviously, at being in Princeton. And I had begun to connect with him in the city. We'd get together and just, you know, have small groups and talking about the Bible. And then we say, you know what, let's, let's have our pastors have a conversation about what it would look like to actually plant something new in the city of Trenton. And they got together and they said, this was, this was a God thing because this is going to work. And so he's an associate minister that uh, just turned 31. So he's, he's a young guy who has a young, has a young family. So it's an opportunity for me to mentor him and to kind of help him as he studies. And I'm going to hand the baton off to him um, probably within the next two years here. Mm. So handing the baton off to him so that he can continue to uh, grow and, you know, do what God's called him to do. So I, I, I think that most churches don't really have a succession plan. But I real, when I read the scriptures, there's a, a succession plan there. You know, Paul hands it off to Timothy and you know, and Barnabas, you know, calls Paul to come in, and, and there's people in Antioch to do a number of things, but I really see that um, there's a clear understanding that that baton of good news needs to be shared to the next generation, and somebody needs to be trained to kind of carry it on. And so, you know, it's not my church, you know. Jesus said that, that you know, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I'm just stewarding the time that I'm there. And that time that I'm there is to really train up other leaders. So, you know, we have a right now a ministry class of young men and it's seven of them. All of them want to be young pastors. And so it's just great to have these be able to pour into these guys. You know what what I do know about uh, pastoring and be able to sort of sort of get them equipped and then I'm going to send them off. Hopefully we'll have maybe four transformation churches in the city in the next five to ten years. Who knows? And, and so. I think that that's an interesting dynamic that, that 
that I'm not sure if it's clearly shared, the succession plan. Mm. And it's almost like life. You know, how many times do families not want to discuss yeah. what happens when yeah. I go home or my spouse or, or something like that. And um, I'm glad that you're saying that because uh, I believe that Trenton right now is in a situation where we have a lot of, I call them gatekeepers, a lot of people who've been doing a lot of wonderful work for a long time. And naturally, they're, they're getting older and a little tired, and, and um, it's time for another group of leaders and, to step up and not necessarily push them out, but for it to be some sort of a transition, a sharing of information, uh, so that, so that if, if our goal is to make things better as a city, That's right. then what does that look like? That doesn't mean we're going to exclude a bunch of people once they get to pass a certain threshold, but how can we take that information and um, bring that together, and if we need to formulate it for a new generation, right. then that's what, that's, that's what our task is. Um, so I know Transformation Church is, is only a year old, um, but you've got a growing congregation, and, and would you say that it's, it's a, a young congregation like age demographic yeah, I, I would say that it is a young uh, demographic what's interesting is that we do have some seniors in there as well and I think that's important because you said it there has to be somebody that's willing to pass down this knowledge wisdom and information to the next generation and I really think that a lot of the uh, Millennials and what they call now centennials which is that next generation that comes back they're, they have knowledge because they can go to their cell phone and probably Google and find information. But what they don't have is someone who can share wisdom with them. And how do I use the knowledge that I've been given? How do I go about raising a family? And what are some of the values that I need to, you know, to, to hold, hold firm to? Mm -hmm. as I learn this knowledge and this information. And I think that's where many churches have lost uh, their way with just closing the gap on having those older men to mentor the young ones. There's such a gap there that they just feel like we're on two different planets. So having a, a congregation like we have, which we do have a number of young people, but I'm really excited also about those who are 45 and up. Um, because those are the people who are now working with some of those younger people. And people say, you know, our young people don't want to learn, but I found that that's not the case at all. They really want mentorship. They look for discipleship. They look for somebody who's willing to pour into them um, wisdom, mm -hmm. you know. And, and they teach me some things, too. They teach me a lot of things, actually. <laughs> um, that next generation, they are very intelligent, and they're uh, constantly teaching me new things, you know, and I have to be open to be willing to listen to them and say, you know what, that made a lot of sense. You know, I never thought of it that way. They teach you, they're still teaching me technology and the way, you know, think the, the way we do things. Um, and I have to be open to listen and learn. Mm -hmm. So, And um, I want to give you kudos um, because, again, you've made it very clear that this isn't Anthony Gilmer's church. I'm just the steward. Right. I've got it for a little bit of time, That's it. and I, I want to pass this on. And the church is a year old, a little over a year old. Yeah. And you're talking about in two years, I'm, I'm going to be gone. That's right. That's right. So, so your mentality is one that I've often asked about nonprofits and about churches, yeah. because if your organization's intent 
is to address a social need. Shouldn't you be working to go out of business? Just let that settle in for a little bit. So what you're saying in, in, in ministry terms is, I want to take everything that I've learned and give it to someone else, and then I can continue to go on to do something else as a steward. Not as, let me huddle everybody up That's in right. my silo, and when, it's, when I'm gone, I'm gone. So we've got just a couple minutes left, and I, and I hate to drop this, this big question on you. But would you consider that spiritual uh, maturity, or would you say that that's just how you've learned and how your walk is going? Yeah, I do think it is spiritual maturity, um, because you have to get to a point where you realize it's really not about you. It's about the next generation. And once you realize that, it's, it's God says, now I need you to take everything that I've shared with you and share it to the next generation. And I think sometimes, um, you know, in, in, in certain scenarios, pastors may miss that, that it's really not about you. It's about, you know, you sharing that information to the next generation. Fantastic. Anthony Gilmer, folks, he's already committed to come back and talk more about uh, Transformation Church, and that's correct, right? Yes. Yeah. So I want you to go to the website, transformationchurchnj.org. You can also call 609-882-0337, extension 119. Anthony, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. I can't wait to get you back and talk about some of the programming that's actually happening at Transformation Church. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard, and uh, stick around for the second half of the program. Thanks.